Art Next Door Prepared by Tuche Ela Art Next Door features the independent art scene in Neukölln and Berlin. Free Community-based art Socially engaged artistic practice Artist-led project spaces Collectives Emerging and young artists. News and interviews will be broadcast in Art Next Door on Keith FM. Hello, everyone. So, this is the fifth episode of Art Next Door online radio program and podcast. Yeah, I'm today at uh, Centrum Berlin uh, to talk about the history of Centrum, and then we are together with Georgina Stamogiani. Uh, and she's the artistic director. And we have Katerina Gnafaki, and she's the sound uh, creator of the Centrum Berlin. And we will also talk with Mila Panic, who's going to present an installation soon at Centrum. But before we talk about Mila's upcoming project, uh, I want you to shortly introduce yourself and talk about a little bit history of Centrum. Georgina. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... Hello. <laughs> Uh, I am Georgina Samoyani. I am a curator of contemporary art and uh, I also have a background in political science and social anthropology. Mm, I originally come from Greece, from Athens, and uh, since the last two years I have been I have relocated in Berlin. So yeah, since the beginning of uh, 2020, myself and uh, Katarina Gnafaki, we have been assigned uh, to curate the program of Centrum for this year and uh, most likely for the coming one, for 2021. Okay, so hello, thanks for inviting us to this uh, interview. Um, yeah, my name is Katerina Gnafaki. I'm a curator, mostly focused on sound. As Georgina said, uh, since January 2020, we've both been working uh, at Centrum, at the programming of uh, 2020 and 2021. I'm also like in Berlin since three years almost. Uh, I've been working between contemporary art and sound for quite many years. And so before you get the position at Centrum, there is a history as an artist run space. So as we said, we are quite a fresh team. And uh, before us, uh, the space has been existing already for more than a decade actually. It was initiated back in 2009 by uh, Kate Squeers and David Moynihan, who were running the space until uh, 2014. Uh, then it was taken over by Mariki Spendel, who was running it until 2019 uh, with the support of Max Wildland. So it has quite a, a rich history in it and um, they have been super active with doing uh, exhibitions, all sorts of... Uh, mm events as well and um, collaborating with artists both from Berlin but also from abroad. Um, now for the space itself, as you can see, it's uh, quite uh, particular. It's not what you would call a typical uh, white cube, but it has some sort of a character in it. It also has an interesting history in a manner that uh, it was not always uh, an exhibition space, but it used to be a retail store in the past, but also a brothel. 
So yeah, it's it carries its own stories. Diversity. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for me, it was interesting because exactly as Georgina said, this space has been handed over to quite a few curators before, so it didn't have any particular character. I mean, of course, it kind of ended up having its own character uh, at at certain points in time. Um, but it's also interesting for us that we kind of take it anew and we kind of put our own like interest and yeah. focus on that. With that comes along like a different audience and a different programming and mm -hmm. so on. Uh, for me, it might have been particularly um, interesting to see the space with like a focus on sound and music. Something that had been initially, it had it has been used in the past by the uh, first curators. The founders. They yeah, by the founders of the space. Because uh, Maraiki, from what I've known, uh, she was mostly focused on visual arts. Mm. So for me, that was like the initial interest in taking over the space along with Georgina. I wanted like, to focus on that. Uh, apparently, <laughs> COVID <laughs> kind of... Uh, flipped my ideas over but uh, I'm still trying to uh, adapt to that to the yeah. current circumstances yeah actually we like one of the things that we were thinking about is that we wanted to um, focus uh, a bit more on time-based media in general because this is what we are both interested in as uh, curators and then we also wanted to focus more on ephemeral events we wanted to do things that would uh, have a short duration maybe more discursive play around this format a bit or to introduce uh, more performances than what uh, Centrum used to show in the past. But of course, with this situation now and the limitations also of the size of the room, we need to think anew and try to um, adapt, find our yeah. way yeah, mm. to see how we can stay true to what we're interested in and to our practice, but also to adapt to the situation and to the size of the room that we have to work with. So yeah, I think it's still a challenge and we're... Mm. And I guess for most spaces uh, of kind of the same size as Centrum, mm. right? Like hosting performances is not an option anymore for yeah, many exactly. spaces yeah. out there. Mm. So I, I recently went to uh, kind of my first post-Covid concert and it felt like super weird but mm. also like very pleasant and nice but I can't imagine um, so many performances at least from my side happening here because uh, it's like a very small space so yeah. for us it's different and we have to uh, adapt our programming to that but still I mean this gives us a new uh, I don't know challenge perspective <laughs> to work on and, yeah. yeah so basically I remember we have met maybe it feels like ages ago <laughs> when we first it met. Was not so long. But that was yeah. like just uh, before the COVID. Of the year. Exactly, yeah. it was just before COVID because we were talking about some maybe collaboration, collaboration yeah, yeah, exactly. and it was probably in January, February, yeah, yeah. and then yeah, yeah. Ah, it was during the force bill, I think. Yeah. Force bill, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, true. And then I do remember that you were very excited about the programming, but and then you were already have some plans. Mm. So how that plans? changed in the lockdown so basically are you rescheduling your plans or are you actually changing some of them well, well yeah. I, I did my uh, kind of last event almost just before the lockdown so I remember it was a workshop by um, a sound artist uh, William Costa Bilwa mm -hmm. and um, he did a workshop here with like Almost 12 participants. participants. 
and it was just a few days before the lockdown. So you would see the lockdown coming and I was like very reluctant to host this event. Yeah. So I asked the, the artists if we can kind of adapt the workshop to like outdoors. So most of that took place uh, on the outside. But still it was like kind of weird for us like hosting so many people uh, in the space. Uh, and that was, I think, the first week of March, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Now, after the COVID, of course, yeah, everything uh, turned around and we were still like trying to, to see which of the events that we had scared before could actually uh, be realized. Uh, Georgina, she had this project, maybe she can talk about it because yeah. it had been uh, running for quite a few months. Well, actually, um, I had this idea to create a project uh, before uh, Corona started. It was a project that it was meant to be seen from the outside when the space is closed. So this is something that I wanted to do regardless of the situation. It was like um, my curatorial intention that the works are experienced in this way because I wanted also to show them very late at night when the gallery is closed and I somehow wanted to surprise the people who would be passing by the street and create this uh, midnight encounter where they could have uh, some privacy to connect with the work and experience it. So this was something that I wanted to do long before Corona and uh, gladly <laughs> I quite to do it. <laughs> yes. And I was very sad to see actually that a lot of spaces, they ended up showing works in this way because they had to. So it kind of took some of the glory of my idea that I had put all my heart in creating. Damn. Because I thought it's an interesting um, occasion to look at a work like that. So yes, this uh, we were able to manage and it has been running since May. We have been doing uh, random uh, screenings of works uh, during the night that we don't announce beforehand. We have just announced the project as such. And then every time it's very random when we decide to show something. So if somebody happens to pass by, they can see the work. Otherwise... They can't. So, <laughs> so yeah, this is something that uh, gladly we could do in the end. And then, I mean, if things were different, Katerina's role would have also been much more active at Centrum because she she would be able to do many more things that have to do with sound uh, and uh, plan yeah around that. But now it has been a bit difficult. Yeah to show something like this and then we were planning also to do like I said in the beginning a lot more discursive events like uh, to organize some talks or a symposium or something similar but this of course it's like it's out of the question at the moment so we have uh, given up on the idea for the time being maybe later on if we have more time to prepare we could uh, arrange to do something that is a uh, someone can uh, see streaming or online but yeah, for the moment we had to leave it aside. And uh, with Mila also, we had been in conversation already like mid-March mm -hmm. and we wanted to show her exhibition already in April at Centrum. So we had to postpone more than once. And now finally here we are. <laughs> Counting to this. Yeah, that we, we will be able to host it. <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, Thank you for introduction and for this visit. Um, yeah, I'm always have different perspective talking about this project. As you said, it was already the one of the works that is going to be presented was already presented last year, sometimes sometimes in in fall. Uh, through the conversation with Georgina, we created this topic and uh, decided to present it here as well. 
the exhibition title. It's Tante aus Deutschland, or in English, Aunt from Germany. It's also the title of the video itself. And it's uh, for around 40 minutes uh, long discussion between uh, me and my aunt from Germany, actually. Uh, I'm from Bosnia, <laughs> by the way, and I moved to Berlin uh, three years ago. And uh, But my aunts are here since 90s, since the war started in Bosnia. And um, for me it was interesting to put kind of um, in contrast uh, their experience of 30 years living in Germany and uh, kind of my being here since the uh, last few years and to, to through kind of model of the interview where I'm interviewing them to get more of, about their experience here. But the interview went in this way that I was asking them about um, advices and uh, tips, let's say, how to better integrate to Germany or whatever this concept of integration should be, actually, um, and what they think about it. So between this kind of, uh, let's say, ironic topic, we also speak about uh, kind of constant aspiration of better life, uh, reasons to migrate, uh, thoughts of return and feelings of guilt at the same time, which is quite often with the uh, people who left their home or whatever they consider home. So for me, it's very intimate project. And uh, last year was, I was very nervous to present it, but it was very well accepted. Uh, this year I'm much more nervous about another project <laughs> that we're gonna show here. Um, so beside the video work, in the room is going to be present also one document, uh, which was issued by immigration office to me last year. Um, and uh, it's actually not maybe the work itself, but it's more, I see it more as a start of another project that it's going to maybe come next year uh, in a different form as well. Um, and the document is actually stating that I'm under investigation for a certain uh, let's say how you call it, felony or, yeah. yeah, of forging documents for the visa application. So the case is still open, it's closed, but uh, uh, despite this document, I still uh, got the visa and I have here my, uh, <laughs> my states extended. So, but still we will open another topic about this document, much more in the art talk that is gonna uh, happen the week after. Yeah, so we're yes. planning to, to host an art talk where Mila is going to be in conversation with Nicola Navlo, yes. uh, who is an art historian, and she will speak about her practice in general, but also specifically about the works that are shown in the exhibition. Exactly. So if someone would like to know more yeah. in detail about her work, it will be possible to do it on the 18th of September. Mm -hmm. And yes. the opening will be on, on the Thursday. Thursday. Thursday on the At 7 uh, o'clock. But yes. for the talk they have to register first. Okay. Yes. They have to send yes. us an email. And it will be um, uh, most probably live streaming as well. Yes. But that will be announced. Uh, Mm -hmm. Yeah, because exactly. of course we can host very limited yeah. uh, amount of people yes. in mm -hmm. here. So. so I think these two works kind of speak ultimately about a similar topic, but in a two different ways. One, it's a very personal, intimate, let's say, conversation that usually takes place in the kitchen between the family. They're like, oh, Mila, you should do this. Maybe you should uh, behave like that at work and so on. But I decided to put it in a very formal setup as a discussion, like almost like a panel discussion. And the other one, it's very dry, cold, bureaucratic language 
which emerged through my own personal fight with the system and how to stay here. And yeah, so I think this could raise very interesting questions that could be discussed in the in the art talk as well. And beside this, on the opening, <laughs> we're gonna serve uh, chocolate as a, let's say, some kind of celebration. But the chocolate is uh, one of the initial ideas, actually, of this project. It was always some kind of present as a joke since a few years. And uh, it's uh, my own brand that it's called as well Tante aus Deutschland, chocolate. Because I also choose this uh, name for the video and for the exhibition and for the chocolate, because this is some kind of status symbol in the East European countries, especially Southeastern European, where the usually Germany or Austria is seen some kind of Eldorado of Europe. And if you have someone from your family, and it's quite often that if you have migrant workers or you just immigrate somewhere, usually go to Germany. And if you have someone from your family there and you are staying behind, let's say, you are almost like saved because you always have some kind of benefits from your family in the West, <laughs> let's say. And uh, for me, as a, as a, when I was living still in Bosnia, for me, this was kind of image of successful life already. And it's somehow always female, to be honest, like always it's an aunt, it's never an uncle mm. or someone else. And it was very interesting, some kind of fancy aunt uh, single uh, with the sunglasses, it's coming back with a lot of presence and then you always it's also feeding this image okay yes we have very good life there but the reality is actually something else how to integrate here what kind of problems which we could not even grasp back back there mm -hmm. home uh, we could not understand so they didn't never even bother about it and even now you don't have the words to explain exactly what you go through so, so like uh, in a few few days i'm gonna visit my home and I still, it's very hard to, I feel also ashamed to even speak about the problems that I emerge mm -hmm. here because for them they have different types of, it's a different reality. Yeah. Also mm -hmm. time passes very different. So what for me seems here is a big problem for them. It's like what health insurance, like it's, it's mm -hmm. absolutely um, not relevant, let's say. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so I also wanted to create then this kind of message of this work which could be maybe shown also in in area of Balkans or anywhere where people tend to immigrate from these places just to see that somewhere else there is no better life it's kind of mirage yeah. of chasing so um, yeah just to give kind of feedback okay this is how actually it is here or just to open this talk which I'd never heard before until I experienced myself when you were talking about the previous presentation of this video, mm -hmm. why were you nervous? Well, it was um, it was the idea which was kind of born in the beginning of 2019 and um, also was very challenging process of uh, convincing my aunts to participate in it. First of all, they've never been in front of camera and but they still supported my cause and the idea and they flew here so it was like one day shooting i didn't know where it's gonna go i had two hours of material at the end which i cut it to 40 minutes somehow and by constantly watching it you know i was actually the most nervous like they were amazing in the video yeah. two of them were amazing yeah. i was the worst yeah. <laughs> i must say like i played it completely different than i expected i was supposed to be kind of medi mediator and so on, but they were great they were amazing and i was happy about it but i was very 
uh, nervous because it's a lot of personal questions. And I was thinking how it's gonna sound or how people will perceive. In some aspects, we sound maybe naive. In some aspects, it's maybe a bit pathetic, but it's also very political. And then when I, I was very nervous, I was showing to friends that I trust and so on, and everyone reacted in, in a very close way, kind of. I don't know, they were very open about it because also speaks about kind of future, we speak about the past, experience of of past, but okay, let's see how the future could be. But also talking about examples of um, even now in 2020, like, should I get married to retain status here? Should I keep German last name and such things? It's still very absurd for me that we still speak about these things. Just maybe uh, uh, money is not involved, but there is other prices that you need to pay for it. So people were actually, like, they accepted it great. And, like, I got so many nice feedbacks in a way that people really recognize themselves. Coming from everywhere, not just mm -hmm. from Balkans. Like, oh yes, I also have problems with my last name, or I, I also behaved like this, I needed to moderate my culture, and so on and so on. So actually it was really good. And I think it was timed very well last year somehow, because in the newspapers, as I remember, were everywhere um, Sasha Stanisic won, won winning this award for uh, the book Herkunft, and also was Nobel Prize uh, fiasco and so on. So it was quite of the interest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah around the similar topics and so on. Is there anything that you want to add before we close our interview? So the opening will be on the 10th of uh, September, this uh, Thursday, at 7 o'clock in the evening. Mm -hmm. And the artist talk will take place one week after, on the 18th of September, uh, at 7 o'clock again. But mm -hmm. people would have to register in advance for that. Or we will uh, update them uh, when we have more details about uh, the live streaming, if mm -hmm. we can yeah. make it happen. Yeah. Yes. They so can hopefully. visit our website, centrumberlin.com, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. yes. we have yes. all the info there. Otherwise, the opening hours are... Ah, yes, also we need to mention this, from Thursday to Sunday, from 6 uh, until 9 mm -hmm. in the evening, people can come and yes. see the exhibition, apart from the opening day. So actually, you keep it after 6, because mm -hmm. it's also a video installation, so exactly. that yes. it will be yeah. much more nicer for... Of yes. course. Yeah. Or yeah. The, like, we we don't have any curtain in the space, so... Yeah. Um, it's we, very we want accessible. to keep the facade in a way also. But also, yeah, it's um, a good uh, time because sometimes, you know, people work during the mm -hmm. day, so it's always mm -hmm. easier to visit an exhibition mm -hmm. in the evening yes. hours. So we kind of try also regardless mm -hmm. of the medium, if it was a video or not, to have it um, open mm -hmm. during the evening hours. And on top of that, we're also working aside, so we have to also <laughs> <also> adapt. <laughs> you know how it is. Yeah, so expensive. usually the exhibitions are, uh, exhibition hours we have are uh, the afternoon, from afternoon on. So yeah, I think it's going to be a very interesting exhibition to look at. And what mm -hmm. I really like about Maria's work is that she uh, puts all these very serious topics on the table, but with a kind of humoristic approach. So it's not mm -hmm. like a, a super heavy mm -hmm. uh, experience in the end, but yeah. uh, you also find mm -hmm. the, the funny elements. Mm -hmm. in it. I mean, for me, it's also important not just kind of to, to frame certain experience, but kind of to open it more for a different perception of it yeah. as well. 
Yeah, and uh, on the opening we'll serve champagne and chocolate. I just didn't finish. The chocolate uh, is also part of the project, which I... is uh, made from... Uh, uh, the recipe uh, con contains four other chocolates, Milka, Rittersport, Lindt and Shogotten. So yeah, it's a self-made product. You can get your own chocolates on the opening. <laughs> it's a message to be spread. Yeah. And you will be serving some pain too. Yes, with the chocolate, of course. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for your time and then thank and you for visiting. Thank you. Yes, thank you for visiting. Art Next Door Prepared by Tuccia Era Art Next Door is a bi-weekly radio show on Keith FM.